0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health.
2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: This is Unbreakable with Jay Glazer, a mental health podcast, helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now, here's Jay Glazer.
4: Welcome into Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. I'm Jay Glazer. And if you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year, yet far too many fail to receive the support they need. Carolin and Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of whole health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carolin and Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. Listen, each week I, I try to bring people on, my brothers and sisters from all of, along the sports world, the entertainment world, veteran world, the mental health world, wherever we can help. And, you know, our sisters include the Lindsey Vons, the Kirstie Ennises, And, you know, right now I've never had somebody on from the WNBA. So I like hey. that you're kicking down the door here with me. Monique Billings, who plays for the Atlanta Dream Let's of the go. WNBA. How you doing?
2: I am so blessed, happy to be here in season right now. You know, we were just talking about you coming to a game, so <laughs> we got to make that
4: happen. we got to make that happen. You see, you do seem so zen for in season. Were you always this calm in season? Yeah,
2: I would say so. Um, mm-hmm. I'm naturally very calm. That's like my personality. I, my alter ego kicks in on the court. Right. She's not so calm.
4: You find that other person. What do you, do you have a name for that other
2: person? Ooh. It's funny because... A long time ago, I made this name up with my therapist. It's present, so
4: I'm present. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, listen, I'm in the mental health game now, right, trying to help people out between their ears. But yep. for years and years, and I still have am I'm training people in mixed martial arts and uh, a lot of pro athletes, and I'm kind of like doing the opposite of what you're supposed to do. I'm, I'm telling everybody, in that cage, on that field, on your court, wherever it is, you're hurt, you're tired, you don't show it. No hands on our hips, we don't show it. We're just going to make it a horrible afternoon for that mm-hmm. person across from us but then for the other 21 hours of the day <laughs> i want us to really show our pain and really show the vulnerability and and that you just came out with a new book kind of yeah. do exactly that explain
2: so my book finding balance a playbook for wellness is just how this lessons, keys that I've learned through being a professional athlete through my journey, I just like you want to help people with the mental side of things. So helping people understand who they are outside of what they do and really identifying just their space and not just being Solely an athlete, but understanding like we are humans first. We have feelings, emotions, and all of that. So in order to be your best in whatever you do, I think it's important to know who you are. Why are you feeling the way that you're feeling and being able to identify that by just coming home within yourself?
4: What prompted you to do it? Because look, anybody who's a pro athlete, you're fucking different. We can curse on this podcast. You're fucking different. (laughs) Okay. And different is good. Different leads to success. You're different than the rest of the world. So everybody you play with is different. Why you? to take this step?
2: Honestly, Jay, I think it's purpose. Um, I'm a woman of faith. And so I know that God has big plans for me, plans outside of basketball. And so I really feel like walking along this path, writing this book was just a part of my purpose. I told my manager like, hey, I'm very passionate about wellness. I want people to feel good. Like I wake up in the morning and I feel good. I'm ready just to um, experience life, to explore. And I feel incredible. and I want other people, my peers, basketball, people that play sports, whatever, um, to feel the same way. And he was like, you need to write a book. That's what people do when they have an expertise in something. And so not that I'm an expert or anything, but I do think that I have put in the work and the time of understanding the mind and um, just being an athlete. I think that helps too, because it's relatable for people who are currently going through it. And just even outside of, um, even people who have um, what's it called? Retired. I think mm-hmm. it's important to know like who you are. Like I said, who you are outside of what you do, because the ball goes flat at some point right. in life, and it's like, okay, what's next? What are you gonna do? Who's your character? So right. that's why I would say that's why I'm me. It's just it's yeah. my purpose.
4: I always say it's not like it's not you who plays in the WNBA. It's what's behind your ribcage that got you beat out millions of other girls. That's who I you are. Agree. Right. Yeah. That doesn't just leave when the uniform comes off. Something had to have prompted this for you to say, okay, I'm going to come forward about this.
2: That's a really good question. I would say I'm very diligent with the work that I put in daily to feed my soul, my spirit, to um, just do the mental work. It's so much more than just dribbling a basketball, getting on the court, watching film of my opponents. I have to do all that stuff too, but I have to ground myself every single day. And like I said, I'm a woman of faith. So for me, that starts with my faith, but it's also journaling, it's also meditating. It's just taking that time to be still, which is chapter one of my book. And I think that's been so important for me and something that I've learned that has helped me so much. And when I talk with other athletes and other people, they're not necessarily doing that and taking that time and that self-care, those practices and rituals. And so I think that that's where it has really stemmed from for me. And like I said, just that quiet time, putting my phone away, taking that time for myself, coming home within myself and um, listening to my spirit, what's what's on my heart, what's going on around me and just being self-aware.
1: Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
3: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet.
0: And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I I guess what I'm asking is, like, so for me, I wrote Unbreakable, and -hmm. I realized, same thing, you you have a gift. We can kind of touch people in a different way. But, man, I had also kind of fallen off the reservation a little bit, and I said, I got to go get some help for myself and change, because I was just fight, 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 fight nonstop and I and I saw that in myself and said I can't just teach people how to fight I gotta somehow teach people how to heal and and heal between my ears yeah so I guess for you what I'm asking is was there a time was there a moment that you said I gotta do something different than what I've been doing
2: I think I well I was gonna I think I get what you're saying so for me this book is for my younger self these are the keys and the things that I wish that someone had told little Monique back in the day I didn't know who I was outside of what I did. And I was um, raised by two very strong parents who raised me in just such a beautiful way and really gave me a great foundation. But even further than that, they weren't professional athletes. They've never walked this path and journey. So me being here now, I'm like, okay, these are things that keys um, and concepts that I wish I knew at 14. I wish I knew even younger than that. And so that's where finding balance comes from. Is that answering your question? No, that's good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, uh, so, so give me, you try to jump into chapter one there and I cut you off which is what the <laughs> ADHD in me does. Um, yeah. T- tell me your, if you're going to talk to one of your teammates, one of your opponents and say, this is what it is. This is the magic of finding balance.
2: Mm, well, let's start with chapter one. Finding balance is taking that time for self every single day. And it might look, it's going to look different every single day. I don't wake up every morning and get to do everything on my morning routine list. Sometimes I have to do a couple things, I might be late to practice. And I'm like, okay, I can only do a couple things right now. Maybe I can do some more later, but it's just taking that time to be still. I think that's so important and something that we don't do. It's taking breaks from your phone, being outside, being in nature. Was there there a
4: point that you realized, okay, I have to start being still? Is there something like, like, when did you learn this? That's a good question.
2: I would say when I became a pro, so my rookie year, I was searching for knowledge. Searching how to feed my mind. So I'm like listening to podcasts and different sound bites on YouTube. And I'm like, okay, these are things that I've never been taught as an athlete. I've been taught how to shoot a basketball, but I've never been taught how to train my mind. And that's what it that's. Yeah. That was fueling me. I'm like, this is soul food. Okay, cool. Where can I get more of this? And so the more that I kept doing it, then I started mastering my morning routine and I have a long way to go. Like I know it's going to only continue to evolve. And so that's the exciting part. Yeah. But um it's been a process and it will continue to be a process. Yeah, we're we'll works in progress. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Exactly.
4: How long does your morning routine take? Ideally, perfect
2: day, I need like an hour and a half for my morning routine.
4: And you notice a huge difference when you don't do it.
2: I'm so, yeah. If I don't do at least one thing within my morning routine, even if it's just not making up my bed or my skincare routine or just like getting my hair nice for the morning, like whatever, whatever it might be. Just one little subtle thing I, I notice if I just get up and go, like... For the rest of the day, I do feel like I'm just kind of stimulated and not calm and balanced.
4: So, so give us what your morning routine is, if you can. Okay. Put, you know, in a, right, elevator pitch.
2: Yes. <laughs> morning routine. Wake up, make up my bed, skincare, self-care, make sure I'm looking good, meditate, read my Bible, journal, make a really good breakfast, and then I'm out the door.
4: How long do you meditate for? Ten minutes. Is it guided or is it transcendental or is it what kind of meditation is it? Just? It
2: depends. Sometimes I'll do guided. Sometimes I just like to sit in silence. Sometimes I'll listen to like sound bath or um, like a meditation meditation type of music. It just depends.
4: Do you kind of lead your teammates and things now?
2: I have. I've done guided meditations and okay. I'm um, a yogi. So yoga with them okay. and different things like that. So, yeah.
4: What are you hoping to get from your book?
2: I want people to read my book and have a sense of I got this, a better sense of understanding of who they are, like I said, outside of what they do and just understanding themselves more. That's what I really hope my book will convey to people.
4: So my my morning meditation or my morning routine, it goes about 15 minutes. I've said this on this podcast because nothing good happens on this cell phone, right? Like none of us are actually have won $2 billion as a Nigerian prince. It doesn't really happen in real life. We're not going to yeah. wake up to that, right? So yeah. it's nothing but problems. Yeah. And I used yeah. to just immediately wake up to that, the problems, which is brutal. So now yeah. I get up, I will do, when uh, I do it with my, my beautiful fiance Rosie Tennyson, which I have a partner to do with, with yeah. um, we'll do three songs of breath work, mm-hmm. of different breath work, and I'll basically put on songs. So it goes about yeah. 10 minutes. Okay. And then we will do a meditation of what we're grateful for. And we'll write down a gratitude list of 10 things we're grateful for from the day before. And it was so hard when I originally learned the gratitude list. Like it was so hard to Mm -hmm. a guy like me who was so self-loathing to be grateful for anything. Right. So now we learn how to do it. And then this week actually we introduced saying out loud, like holding hands and saying, Thank you, God, I'm grateful for this. Yes. And we do that together. And then we say a quick prayer, and then we look at our phones.
2: Mm, I like that. And I like that you said you wait to be on your phone. I think that's very important, something that I also apply as well. And I do want to add this. So for the gratitude, something that I heard this week, actually, I think it was on a Joyce Meyer podcast, she had said, imagine not saying thank you for the things that you are actually grateful for, and then being gone tomorrow. That hit me Mm -hmm. hard. Like, imagine not being grateful for, I don't know, my legs, my arms, the right. fact that I'm able to breathe and I'm healthy, the little things that we take for granted, and they're gone tomorrow. So when she, when I heard that, I was like, wow, I can do better being
4: grateful. So I learned how to do this gratitude list in Thailand from this Thai monk, mm, and wow. it was wild. I went on like a 35-day mind-body-spirit journey. I fought Muay Thai in the jungle, and I did breath work and meditation, and I did, you know, ate so clean, didn't drink. Um, yeah. But when they first told me to do this, Hey, we want you to write down a hundred things you're grateful for. It took me a week and my life was great. It's incredible. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was so, but then you think you talk about things like you just brought up your legs, your eyesight, your arms and things we don't know really how to be grateful for that wow. I mean, we do take for granted. Well, it sounds
2: like you've done a lot of work now to where yeah. you could probably write two lists, two 100 uh, lists oh, at this
4: point. I'm about 400 in now. Are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And,
4: yeah. But I like that you said that because it was like, it was hard for me. Mm. And they're like, yeah, you can put things that are materialistic. You're good. It's like whatever makes you feel grateful. Yes. That's what you write down in your list.
1: Yeah. And it's
4: a much better way to wake up grateful than to look at our phone
1: and wake up
4: with problems.
2: I totally agree. Yeah.
1: Become a part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity school of natural health. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
3: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give me some of the other
4: big lessons you're trying to teach us with your book.
2: I don't want to spoil too much. I want people to read the book. It's a very quick read, but some of the no, things you got to spoil
4: us. Trust me, you'll still read it.
2: I got you. I got you. Some of the things that, um, some of the concepts that I include in my book are just... Asking yourself tough questions like, why do I dress the way that I dress? Why do I listen to the music that I listen to? Do I really like this stuff or is this just in my environment and the people around me listen to these types of things or dress this type of way? Those are questions that I had to ask myself because I wasn't being stimulated by the music that I was listening to in the locker room with my teammates. It just wasn't for me. I am an r and girly and that's something that I'm very comfortable with now, but at a certain point, I would, I would try to hide aspects of myself because I noticed that people around me maybe just weren't like that. And so I realized that there's some things about me that are different. So that's one thing. Like again, asking yourself those tough questions, kind of just deep diving and really getting to know who you are.
4: I want to hit you a little bit on your, your career. What makes you different than everybody else out there?
2: Basketball wise or yep, basketball work wise. Work? Yeah. Basketball-wise, I'm the most athletic player in the WNBA. And no, I did not give myself that title, but (laughs) I will take it. I am notably super athletic, super athlete, crazy genes. um, And I know that that's my separator. And there's something about being in the WNBA. There's only 144 of us. Everyone has to be a specialist. at something. My specialty is my athleticism and the fact that I'm able to rebound like crazy.
4: Was that something that you, you think you were born with or something you were taught?
2: Definitely born with. I mean, I have the work ethic, so I right. think that that helps as well. But my dad would always tell me, like, my ability to run, jump, and just be athletic, he would always say, that's your gift. That's your gift. When I was young, I didn't understand that. But now I'm like, I see what you mean.
4: Now that you're into mindfulness, are you able to, I've dealt with this with fighters. And mm-hmm. sometimes guys, sometimes they get real religious and they'll go, Man, I'm kind of feeling bad what I'm doing in there. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're allowed to be two different cats. It's That's fine, deep. right? We're, are you able to be a total gangster out there and still know, okay, I'm still mindful by doing this?
2: Dude, I am a gospel gangster for sure. <laughs> I love that. I'm I love a gospel that. gangster. <laughs> I, I know that what I'm doing is on purpose. I know that I'm serving the Lord and I'm always asking God for that discernment to to feel like I I am walking in alignment with the purpose that He has me here for.
4: So you know if you're just out there just throwing elbows, hey, it's part of it. So I am.
2: No, nah, I'm not a dirty <laughs> player. That's different. I'm That's not, not dirty.
4: You're doing what you got to do.
2: Nah, man, throwing elbows. I would say throwing elbows is dirty. That's oh, how you well, get fought. Well, if you're
4: rebounding, you just, you just they just got to get out of your way.
2: Yeah, there's an right? art to it. Yeah, there's,
4: there's an art, art to it. It's an absolute absolute mm-hmm. art to it.
2: So if you're doing it. The artful way, that's okay.
4: But if you're just out here trying to hurt people, that's difficult. no, no. I didn't. I didn't see, see that. You know, I I talked to a lot of teams about mental health, and I don't know how it is in the the WNBA. Like the NFL, they take their therapist and they kind of usually put him or her upstairs or away or you know, almost make it where it's like, ah, oh, man, you can really go up there. And you know, I want him next to the cafeteria or next to the weight room. And you know, you, you got to take your mental health and attack it the same way you do your physical health. What's it like in the WNBA?
2: same way to whereas like we have the option to address our mental health in any way that we want we have the resources whether you tap in with it or not is up to you that's a part of being a pro that's why i love being a pro because no one's going to hold your hand through it in college people will hold your hand it's a lot more micromanaged but as a pro what do you need i feel like it would help everyone who is a professional athlete sure. to tap in with their mind but not everyone feels like they need that and i think people at different points in their journey might realize they need it. Someone might be seven years in and say, you know what? Let me start tapping in with my mind because I realize it's more mental than physical. Yeah. Someone like me who realized this as a rookie, we all hit it at different stages, but the resources are definitely there.
4: They all need it. It's just that, again, it's that stigma still. Mm-hmm. And I think people like you and people like myself are, are, are helping to break down. Have you seen a turn and how many of your teammates or people in the league start to approach you and, Say, so, hey, I see you're starting to talk about this. And I'd like to talk to you about it a little bit more.
2: I would say, yeah, I think a lot of people have been impressed because at first I've never been so just open about mental health and having these conversations. And so I think a lot of people are like, wow, I didn't know that you were in this space. And when they do read my book um, and just even see it and feel it and just kind of like skim through it, they're like, wow, like this is impressive.
4: Do your coaches come to you about it?
2: A little bit in the off season. In season, I see that they're focused locked in as we should be. But in the off season, they too were just like, wow, this is this is very impressive. Um, My head coach, actually, she was a player um, just a few years ago. And so she's like, you know what? These weren't conversations that were being had when I was a player. So I think that's pretty cool.
4: And also take care of her because like our leaders got to take care of everybody else. But who takes care of them? They got to take on all your problems. That's a right? great point. But no one makes sure that they're okay. And mm-hmm. they sign up to coach sports. They didn't sign up to, you know, to be a mental health coach. And, and sometimes it just gets on their shoulders a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's a yeah. really good point. What are you hoping when all is said no with your book and, and then your next book and your book after that? Like, where do you hope that this path takes you?
2: That's a great question. That's something that I'm preying on because I was 24, 25 when I started writing this book. And I did not necessarily want to. Like I said, I was... I'm, Walking on purpose, and I'm asking God for that discernment. And so I'm leaving it, I'm being a steward, and I'm leaving it in his hands. And I'm praying that what he wants his will to be done with this book.
4: And by the way, like one of the things I bring up in my book to get me through (laughs) my depression and anxiety is being of service. And that's what you're doing. Whether you have, like, so don't look at your sales, you're being of service. And that's the great part of this.
2: Jay, that's something that I'm still having to learn. It's not about numbers or how many I'm selling. It's okay. One person said they were impacted and they felt great. Yeah. And it's been more than one, but just it just means a lot. It's touching the right people. And I know that it'll be in the right people's hands
4: for sure. Let let, let that fill you up. You know, I kind of looked at that. it early on too. Like, oh my gosh, what am I sales? Where am I? And, and yet people were reaching out saying, wow, you, you saved my life. You inspired mm-hmm. me. You changed my life. or you gave me the words to have the conversation with my son or daughter. And I wasn't necessarily letting it sink in the way it should have. Mm. Each one should have sunk in, not my quest for success.
2: Right. Wow. Thank you for that. Now I received
4: that for sure. Absolutely. Give me one more thing we could take out of your book before I, I let you go.
2: Well, I'll give you my favorite quote that's in my book. It's could be better than yesterday, not as good as tomorrow. My dad gave me that quote. And I would say that's what I live by. It's striving to to be great every single day. You're, you're chasing the best version of yourself. And I think that that's how we should live life.
4: I love that. Monique Billings, I really appreciate you. And I will take you up on it. I'll get to a game. Absolutely. Come I'll come there. I'll cheer you on. Absolutely. Yay.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
4: Thank you for joining us. And again, tell everybody what the name of your book is.
2: Finding Balance, A Playbook for Wellness. You can find it at my website, mobillings.com. or or my Instagram at Monique Billings.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives, Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay.
2: And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls without barriers listen to the bright side from hello sunshine on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
1: the elevation with stephen furtick podcast was created with you in mind this is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from god